Hello and welcome to the Comedian's Tea Party with Sideeves. Uh, today we have Ross McGrain on the podcast, and uh, we we'll just we we'll just have a great chat. It's really good fun, really really good fun. And I know I say that a lot of these podcasts are really good fun, but this was, you know, uh, oh, it's a lovely thing at the minute. Is I'm just getting loads of my really good friends on the podcast, and I'm just having a lovely time, just chatting. It's really good fun, and uh, you know, I'm still getting loads of really good feedback from everyone, and it's just lovely. I'm just just having a lovely lovely time. Um, additionally, I had really good fun uh, editing this podcast as well, which is something that I didn't imagine I would ever say, but it is quite amusing. Basically, like Ross suggests early on, because um, Ross is somewhat known for his uh, his love of swearing. He just swears a lot. It, it, it happens, you know. It's not a bad thing. It just it just swears a lot. Um, and he suggests early on that it'd be funny if I just bleep out all the swear words. It's not particularly a swear-free podcast per se. I'm interviewing comedians. Occasionally the odd swear word will fall out, but I just thought it'd be fun to uh, get involved in the in the bleeping game and I just decided to bleep out uh, Russ's swear word. It started off and there was only like, there's only like one swear word. I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a thing. And then as it progressed, I mean, you'll see. It got fun. <laughs> it, got, it became a challenge. Uh... <laughs> Which is uh, which is great. I'm I'm sure many of you will notice. I, I mentioned on the last intro that uh, John pronounced uh, connoisseur odd, and I'm starting to think that maybe it's me that can't pronounce connoisseur because Ross went wild on mispronouncing connoisseurs. But it was one of those things where he, he was saying it's so wrong and so often that I was just sort of looking at him, thinking maybe I'm the wrong. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's it's quite spectacular. He also mispronounces almond as almond, which is uh, that is just, just that's a thing that comes up all the time. That's not him. He's not that bad. But that's just that is a conversation I often have. It's almond. I'm pretty sure it's almond. It should be almond. We played the first two ever games of What's in the Tea. I didn't name the game until afterwards, but we played What's in the Tea, uh, where we I get Russ to guess what is in the tea. Uh, we also discussed the ridiculous nature of John's half chocolate digestive biscuit it's not it's not, a, it's not a half chocolate is it it's just a it's just a chocolate digestive bit it's ridiculous I, I think this is going to be a sticking point that's going to come up a lot it's obviously not a half chocolate it's, uh, god uh oh there are more sound issues like there were on the last um couple of podcasts which is weird and I can't work out what's started happening but it has and I'm going to try and address it for uh, the future ones they're more and more minor every time so you know maybe the next one will be fine I don't know let's see um but I recorded three of them in exactly the same way so who knows and I, I should also point out that in the last podcast I said that I couldn't stand uh, rhombus shaped cups which it obviously, I didn't mean rumba-shaped cup, did I? I meant a trapezium-shaped cup, like some kind of lunatic. Uh, so I apologise for that. A couple of people were confused by by my hatred of rumba-shaped cups. I've never seen a rumba-shaped cup, and as it happens, I did actually Google it afterwards, and it, it looks quite good, actually. Uh, look up rumba-shaped cups. That's a, it's a little treat for us all. Um, yeah, it's a really fun show. Enjoy it. Cheers, see you in a bit. Hello and welcome to the Comedian's Tea Party with me, Saeedeves. No, I've done that wrong. I'm going to start again. 
<laughs> Crack What's on, it called? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Comedian's Tea Party with Side Eves. With me, Side Eves, and my guest today, Russ McGrain. Hello, mate. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. How Good. are you? I'm not bad, thanks, cool. mate. I uh, the I mean I might I might leave that first bit in. <laughs> yeah, well, why we'll not, see. mate? Why not? Yeah. But uh, if not, I just I, I got it wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> forgot the name of the podcast. Um, yeah, cool. 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 Well, thanks for coming on, mate. See you later. <laughs> thanks, mate. Uh, Cheers. Yeah. Uh, uh, what have you been up to today? Just drop your daughter off. Do- drop my daughter off at nursery. Hot tailed here. Done a little Instagram story of my progress from car to to this table right here, which I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed. Yes, which involves me <laughs> in my pants. You in your pants at some part of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good, go, go and check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you can't actually because it'll be. What's that? Uh, the uh, archive going this. On to it. Oh, don't worry, I'll save <laughs> it, mate. Well, <laughs> for the old bank. Um, cool. Uh, I don't, how do these conversations start? <laughs> oh, mate, amazing. Do you want to start with a... T- do you want me to do it? Should I well, do it? No, it's, Welcome it's, to the Comedian's Tea Party with Sideves, with me, Sideves. <laughs> Today, we are cracking up... Who's my guest? It's too It's too early to drink it yet. Some nobody, mate, I don't, from I the don't, deepest, I don't darkest normally... depths of Shoebury. Yeah. All right, so... When what happens normally now? What would you? Uh, would you? When do you bring the tea into the fray? Oh, uh, when it's cool enough to drink. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I mean, so, we I can mean, we can mention the fact that we uh, we're, we're waiting for it now. It's uh it's a it's from Twinings from the Super Blend range. So thanks again to Twinings for sending me some free tea to drink. I'm not the I'm not a big tea drinker. You're a big tea drinker, aren't you? I am. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, I don't do the whole milk thing now. So I used to drink. Not, a bit well, of this tea. is a question that often comes up. Is uh, I'm more of a coffee kind of kind of guy. Yeah. So Are you a coffee connoisseur or just a? I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say connoisseur. I think I like. You go. I drink coffee, so I drink too much coffee. To I'm a coffee snob. To I'm a coffee connoisseur. You know, right. coffee connoisseurs are the ones that are buying coffees that badgers are shit out in. Kenya yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, I'm not spending like that much money on a coffee, but I do use a cafetiere. Oh, okay. Yeah, or a um, jug with um, a plunger on it for the yeah. shoebree people. <laughs> so you've got a jug with a plunger on it. Uh, you've got a cafetiere, so you sort of you get in there, but you put Kenko in it. Uh, no, no, it's not Kenko, <laughs> but it's like it's like the sort of you know three fifty to five quid. I just bought one last night called uh, Grumpy Mule. Okay. Oh, I saw that on your uh, on your old Instagram story. Yeah, I had it this morning. It was quite yeah. nice. It was very nice. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't really. I, I still have a tea every now and again because like if I, I am now, I used to drink too much coffee, and now I'm a coffee snob. I have like if I have a coffee after two o'clock, then I'm up. You know. Yeah. Thinking about. I don't know, depressing shit until four o'clock in the morning. I thought you were going to say like thinking about the world and the possibilities of life. And that's not coffee. No. That's marijuana, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, Holly, my other half, she she drinks. She's quite into her teas. Yeah, she's well, got an array. I don't mind. Do you like... always have a nice green tea when I come round? Yeah, yeah, I, I will have it every now and again. You know, but it just it just tastes like, you know, slightly dirty water. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's too strong. Looking but forward I'm to this about, one. I'm talking about green tea. You know, this is a nice fruity one. I'm quite looking forward. Well, it to is this. technically a green tea. It's, uh, Twinings Energize, which is green tea. It's got mandarin and apple with guarana. Mandarin. See, I love a Chinese, and I thought I'd like this. 
<laughs> oh god oh incredible uh, uh, are you going to want to take that bag out then uh, well you know we don't get to go out that much now because of Lexi being born and stuff <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry no I'm joking I'm joking cut that out definitely cut that out um, I'm, am I going to take it out should you take it out well it's up to you it's, it's three plus minutes they recommend I'm going to leave mine in you're going to leave yours in yeah okay um all right, well, I'll leave mine in for a bit then. You're, right. the, you're the expert. Yeah. I've, I always think that like the minimum length of time isn't quite enough to get all the flavour. Um, and then it gets to a point and you just sort of drink it quite quickly. So, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm by the time it's gone, it's, it's all right. We've got one later as well. Yes. Add, add dessert, tea. So, yeah, rhubarb, rhubarb and ginger and tea pigs, which uh, I've been looking forward to. Basically... As you know, but the guests probably don't. I I, I always because uh, I've got a large selection of teas that sort of tw- the Twinings and tea pigs have sent to me, and I always ask the guests to pick two teas. Like sort of one is the first one that we'll definitely have. The second one is one that we'll hopefully have. And uh, so far, nobody's picked the rhubarb and ginger. And I've sort of been looking at everybody going, "Come on, yeah. this, this, I, this I, time." I am a fan of both rhubarb and ginger. Yeah, um, ginger because it's good for you yeah. in, in a way that hurts. You know, like when things like hurt. Yeah, yeah, you know it's you. working. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like aftershave and uh, yeah, and uh, parenthood. <laughs> parenthood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I picked it for that reason. I like rhubarb because. Used to have rhubarb crumble a lot as a kid. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so we'll yeah. see how that I'm a big goes. Big fan of rhubarb. Yeah, I, like I had a nice rhubarb and custard ice cream in Cornwall last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. delicious. We should be getting some of that down here, shouldn't we? Come on, Rossies. Yeah, well, you can get it. This it's around. There's like um, what's the one? There's one on the seafront. Ice cream place. Go in there, mate. Have a little. No, but like big one. Um, next to like Stardust. Oh, is it? The, uh, yeah. Oh, what the is it? The Baskin Robbins. It's called yeah. it's like an American chain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've yeah, got some yeah, interesting yeah. flavours in there. Yeah. Of course, just I don't really do the dairy thing, though, do I? No, it's a, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Bit of Swedish glaze. Good. Yeah. So, what's going on with the festival? The festival. So, yeah. uh, I mean, do you want to, should we tell people who I am first? Probably, Go on, yeah. It's Ross McGregor. Yeah. So. I, I, I've realised before John's episode yesterday, because I recorded with John. Oh, Oates, did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, my other other half yes <laughs> which was that was really good fun and as you can imagine we got to a point where he just kept doing puns and yeah that does not surprise yeah. me yeah uh, was it a three but, hour long podcast <laughs> it, it, it was a uh, it was an hour and 20 so yeah it's not too bad well yeah I mean despite I had to cut him off <laughs> uh, yeah so despite what you know most people might think I, not everyone knows who I am yeah know, or what I think anyway yeah generally. it's like they didn't see you on Britain's Got Talent no cheers well, let's not fucking bring that up <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a comedian, obviously, stand-up comedian. I've been in the industry for most of my life. My dad used to run gigs yeah. in Southend, one of the fir- one of the only alternative comedy nights out of Southend. Yeah, probably the first live comedy I saw. Was, was it? Well, no, it's, Funny Bunnies would have been the first. Funny Bunnies. Yeah. So that was the club that I set up with my dad when I left school. Yeah, um, and Matt Adlington. And Matt Adlington as well, yeah. And... Um, that sort of was an offshoot of a business. When I was 14, I put on my first comedy night and that was part of a business project in yeah. school. And Mickey Flanagan opened <laughs> and Lee Hurst closed. It was casual. pretty, you know, just casual little name drop there. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing it. I've been in the industry a long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I book gigs now uh, and I'm still skint. 
So, next question. <laughs> oh, speaking of booking gigs, the you South doing Festival. that Dunhill Festival, yeah. Tell us, tell us a bit about it, because I, I keep bringing it up, because obviously uh, uh, we've got uh, my show on the 15th <laughs> of June. Uh, Just get me on your podcast to plug your own show. Yeah, I've done it I've done it every podcast so far, but uh, well done. I need to bring this out soon enough that people will actually hear me plug it. Yeah, of course, yeah. You wouldn't want them both to miss it. No. <laughs> oh, you better not cut that out. Um, yeah, so the Southend Festival. So this started, I, the, the, I set up the Southend Comedy Festival with a couple of people, Lee Terrell uh, and Gary Jackets. Gary Jackets run the Joker Club in Southend, which was like, it's the longest established yeah. uh, comedy night in um well, one of the, in the country, I'd imagine, 30-odd years established. Um, just returned to Southend again. Uh, yeah, it did return. I'm not really sure Well, yeah, I say that. Yeah, he did one gig, but I don't know if he's got more planned or yeah, what. But, but um, yeah, it was obviously a good gig anyway, one of the staples on the circuit. Uh, set First up place with, I ever saw Terry Alderton. Was it? He yeah. lived down the road, actually. Yeah, he was... Um, I'll tell you a story about him, actually. He... So where he started... Do you want to finish talking? Sorry, I've interrupted you. That's, my That's fault. Right, no, don't worry about it. No, mate, the podcast all about tangents. Um, yeah, so Terry Alderton started comedy at Churchill's, which is the club that oh, my really? dad set up. Uh, Gary Jackets used to work there as well. Um, and there was a TV programme called Anything Goes Yeah. Uh, that was filmed partly at Churchill's. So really? it was uh, where they filmed... T- Terry Alderton was like the, the main face of it and he would was like yeah they'd flick back to clips at Churchill's of him emceeing and other comedians and then it'd go to sketches um and one of the sketches was it was around about the time Chris Eubank had retired from boxing right so it was a sketch where Terry like Terry Alden was in all these sketches and it was him playing Chris Eubank because he used to do impressions and one of yeah he still does one of them was Chris Eubank and it was him playing Chris Eubank doing other jobs like right, right, just okay. general jobs and they were mainly down south in seafronts like calling the bingo at Mr B's okay. um, god that, that's how long ago it was I don't think they still do bingo down there do they I don't think Mr B's is still there Mr B's is still there is it yeah yeah that's the one on the first one at the bottom of the pier right at the bottom okay. of the pier hill yeah 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 uh well, I think unless it's changed its name, I don't know I'm sure it's called Mr B's anyway um, and there were, another one was at the crazy golf that was over the Yes, it's still there now. The little, the, the little one. Yeah, it's been there for donkey years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that had go karting next to it. Which I think it's still there actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a sea life centre. Yeah, so I was in it as an extra for that. Oh, amazing! Um, and um, t- and Chris, so Terry Alderton's playing Chris Eubank, and I'm like, my, me and my dad have gone down. I'm only about eight years old. Me and my dad have gone down to this crazy golf place to be contestants and well invariably Chris Eubank's useless at it and he's and, and winding up my dad throughout right. and then there's a thing at the end where if you putt the ball and get it in the hole a bell goes off and then you win a free round and my dad puts it in the bell goes ding ding and then out pops Terry Alden as Chris Eubank in full shorts and boxing gloves <laughs> and then knocks my dad out and then I chase him off with uh, a golf club like around the thing and that's the end like what's it called Benny Hill sort of ending yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyway I get pulled out of primary school for this one day um, and then the next day I'm in assembly and the teacher's like oh one of our students has uh, had a very exciting thing happen he's uh, been on, t- on TV uh, Ross McGraven would you like to stand up and tell everyone all about it what channel is it on 
Now, I haven't told you what channels it on yet, have I? No. Because obviously the punchline's always better at the end of the story. <laughs> it was on Television X, mate, the fantasy channel. <laughs> and it was basically a break for all the masturbators that were sitting there watching this show. Oh, <laughs> mate. And I remember even th- this far on as an eight-year-old saying, you know, it, oh, it's on the uh, Television X, me. It's like obviously not knowing what the channel was and... and the teacher sort of like pulling a face and being like, oh, 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 well, you know, we'll all be sure to tune in. <laughs> oh, good grief. And all the male teachers are going, like, I've already seen it. Yeah, they were all <laughs> doing it. Exactly, page. yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that, that was the thing that happened. So what was that the tangent off of? Me South starting Comedy club, Festival. South and Comedy Festival. Terry Alden. Oh, because we were talking about a joker club. First place to sell Terry Alden. That's right, yeah. So um, Absolute feat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's an incredible actor. Yeah. You should, if you get a chance to see him live, I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, so he, I set up the the Southend Comedy Festival with him and Lee Terrell, who now runs the Laughter Academy, which is like improvised comedy workshop. Yeah. And um, and yeah, it ran for five years, and then uh, the other guys got busy with other bits and pieces, so I ended up taking it on like myself for, for one year which was two years ago and then joined forces with the estuary fringe which is a, a it was an artsy kind of festival yeah i always kind of imagined south end festival being like a very small shadow of you know satellite for edinburgh you know just yeah. like a very small south end's a coastal town um it works very well in brighton and, and other places like that and just to have it so that you know obviously comedy is all, is all i know really but to so to to them join forces with an arts festival that does poetry and art trails yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like this made sense. They introduced that they, they were already being backed by Southend Bid, which is uh, businesses in development, and so they're responsible for like looking after the high street and events that go oh, on. Great. Um, and so became the Southend Festival. Yeah, it's no longer just about comedy; it's about but comedy is very much uh, the backbone of it. You know, in, yeah. in all honesty, there's a lot. There's there's an incredible lot of incredible shows coming down this year. Really yeah. chuffed with. Yeah, it's a massive act, aren't they? Panned out. Yeah, Cole Donnelly, who's been on your podcast yeah, before, famous guest. from being your first yes, guest. That's how people know him. That's how he got on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I've got Jade Adams doing a preview, followed by Stu Goldsmith doing a preview, and then a live recording of the Comedian's Comedian podcast already after. Yeah, absolutely. On the same day that I'm recording a live episode of this very podcast. <laughs> there you go, mate. I'll tee it up. You knock it out. Yeah. Um, we've got Rich Wilson, uh, who's one of my favourite club comics He's ever. Incredible. Really, and and now lives down the road. People. Yeah, he now lives He's coming on at some point. Mm. He absolutely should. He's an um, incredible comedian and lovely bloke as well. He's yeah. doing his preview. Lee Nelson um, is headlining yeah. uh, my birthday comedy gala at the parking. Amazing. Uh, ballroom in Southend. What's the date of that? That's the 30th of June on my actual birthday. Um, it's a Sunday. Um, we've also got uh, all the other shows that are at the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and they're at the Alex in Southend, which is home to my weekly comedy yes. club, New Material Night. Which is always good fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, even when it's weird. It is always a nice gig, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a lovely gig, lovely people. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the nice thing about comedy in Southend is there's m- like more appreciation for it than you imagine there probably would be in sort of a... Well, yeah, I think like this is something I've said quite often about South End as well. Like, if you know, we're quite we take it for granted, but when you're creative, it's not just South End. It's, I think it's every town. Where if you're like if you are a creative and you're in the creative scene, whatever that whatever your field of creativity yeah. is, 
then you know there is as long as you're not too self-absorbed so i think every anyone who's a creative you've got to be there has to be an element of arrogance there maybe not in all things but i think there has to particularly in stand-up you know it's a very solitary you're up there on your own you're talking about you for 20 minutes and you and you're you're just basically begging for approval for, yeah. for the people that well the funny thing about that is sort of the reason that i got involved with it because I, I i've always been involved in music anyway um but i i just I, i've always been a drummer and sort of sat at the back of the stage and like even in bands where i still had a sort of reasonable amount of input i didn't have that much input yeah uh and i always just thought like i've got some good ideas that i just want to sort of convey and like I, I'd always because I was sort of, you know I'm, I'm an awkward adult but I was like, a very awkward child and yeah. sort of like I always had things that I wanted to say and like never felt like I could pipe up and get the attention so I was yeah, like yeah, where yeah. can I go and oh right okay they've got no choice but to listen to me I've got a microphone now 100% so yeah, yeah 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 I can imagine it I mean it is great therapy I think for oh, a lot yeah, of people absolutely. a lot of comedians would agree with that so yeah you, yeah. so being a creative you've got to have like an element of arrogance and confidence obviously yeah. And I think like the ones that do well are the people that balance that, and so the arrogance, so the confidence doesn't become too arrogant, and then Absolutely, you become yeah. an arsehole. You know, every creative industry is full of, you know, arseholes. Yeah. Um, just varying degrees of arseholeish. Yeah. But I, honestly, I think like I don't believe in that nice guys finish last necessarily. You know, I think like yeah, no. I do agree that you have to be. I think you have to that, be ruthless and cutthroat yes, to an extent. I think more. I think it's actually fact that more disagreeable people do better. I think disagreeable people, do, yeah. I mean, agreeable people, te- by definition, are you know are more empathetic They'll and more blend into the background. Other people, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. disagreeable people uh, tend to like nothing will stop them on a, on like the course of a path. Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah. Because they are very insular and they're looking to disagree done. and butt heads. Yeah. And- but I still think that you you have to have an element of a, of agreeableness in there to anyway. I'm what a massive tangent. What I'm trying to say is, is that if <laughs> if you are an amicable person and have this in your creative scene, then you people are happy to, happy to support you. I've noticed yeah. that with the Alex yeah. particularly, which is like the weekly gig that I set up six seven years ago when I started stand up, and it was purely selfish just to have. I'd only ever run pro gigs. And I was I knew that I was nowhere near good enough to be put like MCing or even being on the bills that I was booking at the time. Yeah. Um. But I was meeting loads of new friends on the open mic circuit, and meeting loads of comics that you know we're all doing the same. They're all travelling the country gigging for nothing. And yeah. I know one thing I had an edge on is that I knew how to put make a room nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For comedy and set it up properly, and it has uh, developed you into an incredible MC. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, Cheers. You're welcome. But I, so I, yeah, I set that up. It was right around the corner from my house. It was a lovely room, and 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 it it was a month. It was a monthly night, and it now six seven years on. It's on every Sunday. We're getting you know twenty thirty people down yeah. there almost every Sunday. That's such a lovely audience that, yeah. you know, bigger acts uh, are wanting to come down and try out their stuff down Absolutely. there. Secret TV acts. Yeah, that we're not allowed to list. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we had Bobby Mayer down recently. Russell Kane's been down there a yeah. couple of times. Louisa Ermelan, um, Patrick Monaghan, Darren Harriet. You know, this yeah. it's becoming a, a really great room uh, for stand-up. But, part of the, but most of that is down to the audience. And the audience has always been built up of majority of mainly other creatives yes you know that we know friends well that's the thing because there are so many people that 
uh, like there's a, there's a huge music scene in Southend. There always has been, really. Yeah, like yeah. So some of the people that come out of Southend is incredible, and there's still like a massive music scene. Like there was sort of a, it sort of went down a bit, but then there's been a massive resurgence, and there's some huge bands, like huge touring bands now. Uh, like even people like Nothing But Thieves, they've they've come out sort of recently from Southend, and they're yeah. touring America and all sorts. Like they're, they're smashing it, and it's amazing. Um, and with that, like there's loads of musicians about who there's not always sort of like sort of good rock gigs on or whatever so they like a bit of sort of mayhem so they come and watch comedy and yeah like yeah it's, of course. it's incredible and there's definitely crossover there yeah, yeah. i think like it's um it's it's, it's like that i'm not i've never been a part of the music scene i'm I'm, a, I'm into music i play a bit of guitar and stuff like that yeah. but only like you know around a campfire crap in, yeah. in, that you'd usually expect but like i did a gigs at a venue in south End called peggy sue's uh, it's in Leon C actually, but it is like it's it's like a hidden gem of, of yeah. Leon C, I think, and it's a tight, just a tiny little bar, super intimate, lovely people run by lovely people, owned by lovely people. Um, we put on um, a comedy night down there that was just it was just an absolute joy to, yeah. to play. Absolutely, uh, but this place, as small as it is, is is like a, like a little hub for the the alternative music scene in South End. Yeah. I saw so many great musicians go down there and. I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't other places, but I'm just out of that. So that's the only place that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and then through doing the Alex, there's a So Slam as well. So Slam Sounds. Yes. I met a, a guy called Ian who runs that um, and puts on nights with Joe Lamb as well, who yeah. runs, you know, these people, obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, down at uh, London Road Studios. Um, you know, they're, they're just, they're not, you can't be in it for the, if you're in it for the money, you know, you've got a long f- an arduous journey ahead of you, yeah. you know what I and mean? you're an idiot yeah <laughs> yeah like i mean music's obviously even harder than comedy in a way because yeah. obviously because there's so many so many more musicians than it's, there are that's it. it's it's much harder to get gigs uh like with a band that i was in we uh considering we were, we were fairly unknown like we started getting a little bit of traction which was like 10 years ago but we did in our first year of being together we did about 100 gigs which is remarkable like yeah, it's unheard yeah, yeah. of but we were just getting books loads yeah yeah um and and then uh, it went downhill <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but that's the point it's hard it's, it is hard yeah that's that's the, what you're saying whereas in comedy it's easy to pick up 100 gigs in a year it is yeah, yeah. i mean the the quality level of gigs that are gonna oh, be yeah. but but the point is is that you have to do that and i see it with new acts coming through the addicts like all the time is that you know you there, there's a lot of people that have done gigs that, that are good they've got they've got yeah. a natural ability but you've got you've got a really you want it, mate. It's mm. the same with the music, isn't it? You know, to, if you really really want it, it the, the, the reality is, I know it's cliche, but it's reality. You've got to be gig doing them hundred gigs and then not getting paid for any of them, and then doing yeah. another hundred gigs and another. The only thing that was it someone said to me the other week. The only thing that that that's con- consistent among successful people is not giving up at some point. Yeah, you know because it's. How many times, particularly with comedy, and how solitary it is, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. Dying that's, on your ass in Manchester and having to get the megabus back. Oh, speaking from experience. Yeah, like powerfully from experience. Yeah, I, I know the story well. Let's not, yeah. let's not bring it up unless you really want to. <laughs> I don't know. There's worse stories we could talk about. Trust me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Like even even when acts are rubbish, 
Now, not all the time, because there are some acts who we know full well have been going for absolutely years, uh, and they're awful. They've always been awful, <laughs> but they just keep going. But there's also some of them that are awful, and they've always been awful, but they just keep going, and eventually they'll I mean, just crack this, onto something. Yeah. I mean, in the interest of radio and that, I mean, I'll take the other, I'll, I'll take the, the non-sceptical side of the coin and say, you know, comedy's subjective, so you know, maybe some people find them funny, but no, you are right. Do obviously. you want me to list them? Or? There's been, <laughs> no, there's obviously in any in any trade, there's people that that are not going to be as good as others, and in yeah. comedy, it's obviously very noticeable very if apparent, someone's bad yeah. because you are standing there literally with a spotlight on you. In front, and you're the only one standing up, facing in a different direction to yeah. everyone else. So, but that's, you know, the, but that's the thing because comedy is subjective. Sorry to uh, cut no, you on right. but like you say, comedy is absolutely subjective. And with that, sometimes you'll see someone and think, "Well, they're god awful." Yeah. Uh, but the next time you see them, you'll go, "Oh, well, they're incredible." Absolutely, that's yeah, one of the best yeah. things I've ever seen. And I, th- I think what, yeah, with the point because that think, that happened with, and uh, I'm not going to say who it is. But that happened with an act who is now doing like a few bits of TV stuff. Of course, it happens. I mean, the look, first time don't... I saw him, I thought he was rubbish. The second time I saw him, I walked away going, "Oh, that's one of the best things I've ever seen." What exactly? No one starts out comedy TV ready, do they? And and this is I say at the beginning of all my gigs at the Alex, it's not like music where you practice in a room until you're good. You can only get yeah. be- you can only get good by being out in front of a room of people and invariably a room with mostly other acts in it. And so you know, in the in the early stages of your career you are going to be bombing and being crap yeah. in front of people that is just how it is but as you know i'm guilty it, as well it, even after you've got good sometimes you're still bomb and yeah well, people oh, of walk course. Away thinking you're rubbish well but. exactly yeah and you've got to deal with that you know yeah. and, and as a promoter i know how a promoter's brain works i know that if i go i go out and i just have a flat gig or whatever or the audience just didn't the audience were a bit flat or or i was flat or or whatever yeah I I know that that's how that I'm now in a category in that promoter's brain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not his fault for thinking that, but you only get. The, the, you know, I say this as well to new acts. You you only every time you're on that stage, you are promoting yourself to people, aren't you? So yeah. I get that. What, what there what there is in stand up and in, in any creative field is like you get delusions of grandeur. The thing is with the comedy community is it, it it's a double edged sword. It's very toxic in in at times but it's also an incredibly supportive community yeah and you've also got like these two separate circuits that are like living breathing organisms maybe even more you know you've got the open mic circuit which is essentially thousands upon thousands of brand new acts all doing open mic nights all um putting on their own gigs yeah traveling all over the country desperately trying to progress you've got the the paid circuit where people are like you know, ticking around getting paid. Then you've got like the old school circuit of, of you know, and it's all, yeah, yeah. it's all, they've all got their br- beautiful qualities. It's such an incredible, when uh, a comedian incognito passed away the other day, it yeah. made me feel really proud to be a part of like, this comedy circuit, just seeing the outpour of love and support for his family. And, you yeah. know, it was really, really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on the flip, then on the, fl- the complete mirror side of that, you go onto like one of the forums on, on, on there that's predominantly open mic comedians. And it's just like a, don't get me wrong, there's benefits to it. And I've benefited from it getting gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it is like, it can be the most toxic f-ing wasteland of, of, of just f-ing poisonous yeah. comments and stuff. Um, so, yeah, you have got this, you've you basically got 
what you're trying to say is you get acts that, that have been going five, six years, gigging constantly, never seeming to improve, never progressing. Yeah. And yeah, that does make it more difficult for acts that, that are good and are trying to progress. Yeah. But and it's ultimately because they've found a sense of community in comedy that they wouldn't have necessarily got in their other life. A bit like you saying you're an awkward kid, you, you struggle to find the, your voice Absolutely. and stand up and listen. So you found that by getting up on the stage yeah. and, and probably in the community of people that you met because you meet like-minded people that are like that. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There's a reason why a lot of comedians suffer from anxiety and stuff like that yeah. because they are anxious people generally and yeah, then yeah. They, but that they live behind this. You know, and it's a beautiful thing but it's also annoying, you know what I mean? Yeah. just like, come on, mate, just stop, just stop applying for my gigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Started off so poignant and then went back into mugging someone off, didn't it? It turned quickly at the end. It was a quick humor. <laughs> Leading one way, tighten the other. First rule, come with it. Uh, I mean, we're halfway through these teas now. What do you think? Yeah, mate, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't I don't dislike it. Like I say, I'm, you know. Yeah. I quite like this one actually. There's a, uh, what is this? It's energised, isn't it? Yeah. That's it, what made me pick it. See, because um, yeah, she so wanted I, a coffee. I, I wanted a coffee, really. We don't do coffee um, here. And you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know whether I feel energised or not. I mean, it is better for you, isn't it, than coffee? Absolutely. It feels cleaner. It feels like a cleaner drink. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of. It's definitely like, like yeah, creamy definitely and sort of like yeah. just that. But it's it, nice, mate. It's, yeah. it's tasty. It's because it's it's got a fruity edge, but I wouldn't call it fruity as such. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of the, the mandarin and the apple sort of really uh, like brings out a sort of a quite pleasant side of uh, of like the. Would you, I don't know. Would you describe green tea as bitter? I suppose it is. Yeah, this is what yeah. I mean. When I said it tastes a bit like dirty water, I just mean like you <laughs> yeah. know because it's sort of like you're like. <sighs> but I don't say bitter in a, it like mean in a bad way. It's just you yeah, know, no, you, no, you get yeah, sort of yeah, bitter yeah. drinks, but. It's uh, yeah. So rather than sort of it just being a, a fruity sort of mandarin thing, yeah, I think it's the just, fruit it's brought out the sort of a, a, a quite tasty side. I think of the it. Uh, sweetness of the fruit has taken away from the bitterness of the actual green tea and guarana. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's in the ingredients? If you had to guess the ingredients, what would you say? Tea. Tea leaves, green tea leaves. Green tea, yeah, sixty-five percent. Um, mandarin leaves. Um, you've got natural mandarin flavouring, three percent. Ooh, controversial. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing ginger flavouring. Oh, that's the other one. Isn't it? No, that is the other one. Uh, what else was it called? Mandarin. Uh, well, you got the thing there. Oh yeah. <laughs> apples got apples in it. Uh, it has got apple pieces, twenty percent. Uh, guarana. Yeah, two percent. Two percent guarana. That's your energy right there. Yeah. Um, There's also eight percent of natural apple flavouring with other natural flavourings. Well, what other natural? That's a bit vague, isn't it? It is vague. Give me a ring, mate. Yeah. It's nice to send you all this stuff, though, isn't it? It's great. It's really nice. Yeah, that's it. I just, I just had to. I just went on Twitter and just said, "Can I, can I have some tea? I'm going to do a podcast." And they said, "Why?" Uh, <laughs> and they said, "Are you going to have on it? Are you going to have anyone that's been on TV?" I said, "Yeah." Did they actually say that? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They asked for a list of um, asked for a list of guests that I had lined up, and uh, I, I just got on Facebook and went around and asked everyone that I know that's been on TV to come <laughs> on the podcast. And they were like, 
all right, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And they just sent me like 180 tea bags. Oh, happy days. Yeah. So if you were, um, like you say, you're not much of a tea drinker, but if you're going to drink tea, what, what way would you go? Well, when I was drinking uh, milk and tea, I'd have, I'd have like maybe a tea or two a day. And I would always have Yorkshire Gold. Yeah, like, classic. So strong that the spoon stands up in it. I mean, I say that I had milk and tea. It was like literally a, a drop of it. But, you know, a drop of any of that. I, I like all the alternative milks in other stuff. But like yeah. in, in tea, it just never really... Have you tried oat milk? Yeah, yeah. But it's just not It's not the right consistency. Is it not? No. That's the one that I've heard is the uh, the only one worth it in tea. In coffee, it's all right. Because yeah. in coffee, you have a thicker cream, didn't you? Sort yeah. Of. It's not the creamy. Well, I've, I imagine just... soy would work in coffee. I don't like coffee. which is I've, like I've always soy. wished that I would. Uh, but soy is sort of it's thicker it's a bit creamier but it's too much for tea yeah it's a bit curdly yeah but yeah um, to be honest I drink coffee black now really I have like if I I have a little bit you get this Oatly barista stuff it's quite nice yeah it's made for I don't know how they make it for maybe it's better for coffees who knows but But it is no idea nice are you uh, I mean were you a biscuit dunker yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. What What's your favourite biscuit? Uh, I love a chocolate hobnob. Love a chocolate hobnob. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with John yesterday. He was saying, I said to him, what's your favourite biscuit for dipping? And he said, a half chocolate digestive. Half? Which Yeah, which confused me. Cause but what he meant was, it's half covered in chocolate. Then my argument was, you don't get a full chocolate digestive. Oh, exactly. It's just called so, a chocolate. He always does this. Yeah. Him and his Shakespearean speak. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a chocolate biscuit, mate. Everyone's called it a chocolate biscuit yeah. forever. Everyone knows what you mean. If you say half a chocolate biscuit, you think you're getting half a chocolate biscuit. Yeah, I thought you'd literally meant a chocolate biscuit cut in half. I'm seeing him after this. I'm going to have it out of you. Good. <laughs> Should we brew another tea? Go on, then. Is it too soon? I'll just finish that one. Oh, so I'll have a palate cleansing lemon sorbet if you've got one. No. Welcome back. Welcome back. You yeah. just teabagged me. Yes, I have just teabagged you. I've left the uh, I've left the thing over there with the ingredients. Did you tie the teabag around the cup handle like yeah, that? Yeah, so it's magically falling in. Oh, you're so clever, aren't you? Right. What do you think is in the rhubarb and ginger tea? I'm going to say uh, rhubarb and ginger. And what do you think the percentages of those are? Okay. Uh, let's go 40%, no, 30% ginger. No, okay. 30% rhubarb. 20% ginger. Right. What's the other 50%? <laughs> what other stuff? Green tea. Interesting. Um, some, I don't know, bananas. It's 50-50, ginger and rhubarb. Is it? Yeah. Compl- and that's all that's in there? Yeah, it's literally just ginger and rhubarb. Oh, I've got a lot of time for that, mate. Yeah. Nice. No added colours and stuff. Yeah. It smells delicious. Um, it does smell nice, yeah. What does it smell like? It smells like an air freshener of some variety. <laughs> so I don't know how that'll pan out for... I mean, we're, we're both wearing glasses. I mean, minute. yeah, that's that's bold putting fifty percent ginger in there because ginger's a very strong, isn't it? Flavor, yeah, isn't it? That'll be good for your vocals. That will if you got sore throat. Yeah, good. I was gonna do a bit of singing later. Was you? No. Oh. 
Should we have a little sing song now? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are these questions here? Um, oh, we've done most of them. <laughs> have we? Favourite biscuit? Yeah, well, what's, I mean, what's your favourite milk alternative if you're going to have one? Well, I have, uh, I don't, I, I, on cereal, I go, I, I like almond coconut. Okay. It's a lot, but it's usually rice milk for teas and coffees. Right. And oat milk sometimes for coffee as well. It's quite nice. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of rice milk. Not a massive fan of rice milk. Why no. not? What's it done to you? Um, it uh, it mugged my mum. <laughs> um, just came out, pretending it was real milk, and it was like, yeah, no. Um, no, I just, I just think it's. Uh, I don't know what it is. It just, it just adds a weird flavour to tea. Oh, that was too hot to drink. Yes, that was. Oh, that is that is strong flavour, mate. That is, is it? wowza. Good grief! I'm terrified. Is this what's the brewing? Does it say minimum three minutes or maximum thirty seconds for, uh, for at least three minutes? Don't rush, just relax, drink pure. Do you? I mean, one tea temple per person. You know, you can get like you, some of these machines now will do certain tea should be drank at certain temperatures. Yes. You know? So, I mean, how do you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> I'm into it. I've not got one. If any companies that make one want to send me one, then I'll, I'll happily talk about it every single podcast. Do you let the kettle click off at the end of a... Yeah, well, I was, uh, uh, like John was admiring my technique yesterday because uh, I let it click off and then let it settle. So I'm oh. not putting it in, like, sort of absolutely boiling. Okay, I'll do it the other way around. I grab it before it clicks off. Right. Just as it starts to simmer. The Yeah, Gosh. the only reason that I don't do that is obviously you can hear it starting to boil... But to my mind, that it progresses quite quickly near the end and gets hotter. So, uh, so if you get it too soon, then like if you if you imagine, I'm I'm just for the sake of uh, podcasting, I'm demonstrating with my hands. Yeah. Uh, if you imagine the sort of the temperature in a kettle goes like that, the end of it's like that. So if you get it too soon, that's a, that's a spike. You'll by get the way. It, yeah, a massive, a massive <laughs> spike. <laughs> And I could be wrong. It could be a gradual thing, but like it seems from studying kettles as I do, because uh, I have a lot of time on my hands. I've never done that before, but I just imagine. I've got to point that out. I'm not. I'm not that bad. But uh, <laughs> having experienced kettles in the past, it seems to me that it gets a lot so, quicker at that, the end. So you think it's the so optimum if you, if is higher it, temperature, the higher temperature at the end. No, I'm just saying, I think if you get it too soon, then you'll get it too cool. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. by the same regard, if you get it too close to the end of it bubbling, then like it's boiling anyway. My um, my tap at home yeah. comes out at 83 degrees. Good grief. Yeah, Have you right, measured that? I've measured that, yeah, with a... With a the probe thermometer just stuck it underneath it Jesus because John Oakes didn't believe me and he came round ours for dinner on Christmas Eve with yeah. Ali his wife and um, I was like my taps were like too hot like the one with the tap there's something wrong with it it's like 80 degrees that's not it's right it's not 80 degrees I was like it's 80 degrees mate so yeah I invariably just pour that directly into my cafeteria well, yeah fair enough um, yeah Jesus <laughs> Well, uh, a friend of mine was telling me that he, uh, apparently 80 degrees is the optimum temperature to make like standard tea. 
But then someone else told me that uh, it needs to be boiling for the tea leaves to infuse properly. Yeah, well, this is what I thought. Yeah. Who knows? Who we knows? We should know. We're British. We should know how to make a proper cup of tea. And I do a podcast about tea. And you do a podcast <laughs> about it. Should get like Brian Cox on here or someone. I bet he would get to the yeah. scientific way of making a proper cup of tea. Yeah. And about the stars. I would have just talked to Brian Cox about tea if you get him on his side. You've got to talk to him about other Yes, stuff. I think that would be a waste. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. I'll so, do the radio as well. I'm a radio presenter. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I do a, a radio show. It's a very good show. show that you've had me on. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Cheers. It was really fun. Um, so, yeah, I do a, a radio show with John Oakes, who's been mentioned far too many times on my f-ing podcast. Sorry about the language. You can beep all that out later. Yeah. But. Gonna have a busy, <laughs> busy edit. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, That's right. I'll leave some in. It's not, it's not a, it's not a swear free podcast, but I, I do bleep out the worst ones, but. I think you've I been consistent enough. No, I did on the first podcast. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We, we were about sort of 25 minutes in and then I, just, I dropped the C-bomb. Christ, yeah. Well, not Christ. No, not that one. one. <laughs> no, oh, I, dro- I dropped <laughs> into the mix. Oh, there oh, it is. Oh, no. Well, that's all right. I feel oh, fine no, now. No, about I'm, I'm going to bleep that out. Do you know what I love is that because of the nature of the podcast you're doing, like tea, obviously. I know it's comedy orientated yeah. as well, but... That you're going to have people who are just tea enthusiasts, little old ladies, search for tea, yeah. little old ladies, and, and stuff like that. I wonder if anyone talks about tea. Besides, like saying the word <laughs> after 25 minutes, I've said the f word 27 times. I've just done the c bomb as well. I've stooped. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, okay. Look, let's forget about to that. my level. Um, so yeah, I do the radio. I do a radio show on Radio Essex, which is a commercial yeah. station. Can't swear on there. Cannot swear on there. Um, which is you know this is a breath of fresh air. So it's a challenge for you, isn't it? But you know what? It's not. I don't find it challenging. Really? It's, it's weird. There's been like times where it's come close. Yeah. But that I think more with subject matter rather than. And right. I'm not just saying on Radio Essex. I've like I've, I've been doing bits and bobs on radio for about ten years probably. And um, yeah, I mean I've definitely been near the mark on some of the online stations that yeah. I was on in the early days. Probably beyond the mark a little bit. Of the two of you, is John the only one to have sworn? Yeah, he he'll be fuming that you've brought that up as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. did. Well, it's always in my mind. Yeah, well... He got through the podcast without swearing. Do do you know what? John is is just the perfect person to do a radio show. Because as you say, you've done a podcast with him and he's great at filling gaps and and, and just talking and and being interesting and funny as well. Um, And what we were doing a breakfast show for a, a different FM station community station locally um, and it was uh, right on the day of the referendum vote and yeah. this was a station aimed at young people and we were tasked with sort of you know engaging them a little bit in what was going on um, and we had a councillor on a Tory councillor a uh, friend of mine James Cottis and um, you know lovely bloke you know we don't share the same political views but he's a lovely guy uh, a funny bloke as well, and we've yeah. had lots of laughs, and, and you know we were having a, quite a, a passionate conversation about the Brexit vote, and John just forgot where he was for a minute and yeah. let out a uh, no, but f- <gasps> and then like just tried to clasp everything, <laughs> the words back Catch into his the mouth, words thrown back in. But you know, it, I uh, well, we went straight to a song. We apologised for it profusely afterwards, and, and explained, you know, it's an emotive topic. John's just getting passionate, and, and yeah. we apologise if we offend anyone. And the way it works generally is that, you know, someone's got a complaint to Ofcom 
for them to even investigate. Right, you know, okay. Ofcom don't have a. Imagine how many people they'd need to be sitting there constantly monitoring the yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's done on a, like a complaint system. Um, like but, but they've had stuff on, you know, massive radio stations. So, and you know, and it's that thing they just deal with it. They go, they apologize, go straight to a song, and then. Yeah, a lot of it is down to every case is taken on individual merit and there is no rate card for punishments. And yeah. That is why stations are so... Um, is that your next guest? I, b- I believe that'll be Jordan <laughs> Gray, yeah. Go on, I'll go, I'll go and answer <sighs> Hello? Thanks for keeping the seat warm. That's all right, no worries. <laughs> How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Good. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got a third microphone, but it's it's not set up, and I'd have to. It'd be weird to drop in in Act Three. Yeah. Say a sex machina situation going on. Yeah. How you doing? You right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I had loads of energy drinks, so. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. We've had an energy tea, super blend of twinings. Are you actually recording right now? Yes. Oh, don't literally. talk to me. Oh, on, on here, don't worry, on. I haven't got anything interesting left to say. What we were talking about, Ofcom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <See what laughs> <I mean? laughs> yeah, so you ain't got a tough act to follow, George. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, I can't remember what I was saying now. What were we saying? Um, I don't know. I oh, was talking interested. about swearing on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We, yeah. we were exposing John Oakes for spitting the only one out of the two of us to have sworn on the radio yeah. before. So, yeah, you can't... So yeah, it's, you were saying big stations have got away with it and stuff like that. So the reason why people, you know, even smaller stations, you have to be so careful is that there is no rate card on fines or yeah. or things that can happen. You could have your license revoked. They could fine you a million pound or they could fine you a hundred pound. There's no way of knowing. Right. Uh, they take it on its individual merit. So you have had situations on uh, national radio like yeah. Kiss and stuff like that years ago, uh, where they were fined like 175 grand and the presenter lost their job. Ultimately, the one theme that happens when things like that, when, when a, a high-profile complaint presenter goes, loses. the presenter yeah. loses their job and then they struggle to get a job after it. But, you know, this was... A, but, you know, there's no watershed on the radio. You just have to pay due care and attention to when children might be listening. Yes. Um, and that is during the breakfast show, uh, ultimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. Yeah. But... Yeah, you, you, there's no rule to say you can't say f- on the radio. You've just got to be able to justify it. Right, and, okay. You know, nine times out of ten, you'll have a hard time justifying saying f- Yes. <laughs> so now you're just taking the opportunity to say it 146 times. <laughs> which reminds me of that gig in Peggy Sue's. Um, what? Which one? Oh, the one the, where... The, the one. Oh, God, yeah, yeah that was You amazing. know the one. The one where we ended up getting 200 quid thrown in the bucket. Yeah, it was biblical, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a weird turnaround. <laughs> we had... Uh, uh, I feel weird not referencing the fact that Jordan Gray's now yeah, in the I'm room, by the way. That's all right. This is like the world's worst live recording of a podcast. Do you want me to set you up a, 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 a microphone no, without a cable? <laughs> sorry, no, don't be silly. Don't be silly. No. no. Like um, yeah, so... Is this live? This, <laughs> <laughs> this is on the radio. Um, yeah, so what were we saying? Talking about... Peggy Suits, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this I was, is why Jordan's here. This was the fir- <laughs> this was the first ever Peggy Sue's gig. Um, was it the first one? It was the first ever one. Yeah, and I had Ash Frith closing. Yeah, you and Matt were on the bill. Yeah, uh, Janet Garner. Janet Garner and I emceed, and uh, and yeah, it was like a re- it was a, you know like it's a very small venue, but it was a, it was a nice crowd. Um, and Jordan's had enough. She's gone. Yeah, just, <laughs> Jordan's gone for a poo. Um, 
yeah, there was this table like so. Obviously, in a comedy club, as an MC, your job, your job, ultimately, your job is to make that room nice for the comedians. Because the way I see it is, if you make it nice for the comedians, the audience will have a, a good night. You know, yeah. you want to make everyone feel welcome and stuff like that. And as previously discussed, you are a great MC. So thank you, mate. You're good at good at doing it. I appreciate you saying that. So I'm doing as best I can in that environment and it was going well it was nice it was a nice gig there was uh, everyone was very it was a nice gig very chatty you know because it's such a small intimate environment I think that's where comedy works best and when yeah. you're MCing and you're talking to people you're getting people's names find out what they do for a living having a bit of banter uh, and it, particularly in an environment like that where it's like a nice family sort of run pub yeah. you've got everyone knows everyone so when you take the mick out of Dave they're like oh yeah we'll take the mick out of Dave yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and it's like it's not doesn't never took away from the comedy but there was a table that stood out a little bit and they, they were just being they were young yeah. there was four of them they were young um, three was it two girls no three of them two girls and one two bloke, guys it? one girl so yeah so we're uh, we, we were doing the gig it's happening right so I talked to them like I talked to everybody else in the room and they were very close offish and like yeah. not very you know comebacky. yeah so, which is fair enough they don't have to talk to me and I, I'd like to think I'm experienced enough to work out when someone doesn't want to be spoken to and I'll leave them alone you know? yeah. I don't want anyone to feel awkward the whole point in spite of what most people think in comedy audiences your job's to make them the hero not make, mug them all off you know yeah. they're all out of get picked on but that's a very old style of comedy so yeah I've talked to them and then anyway so that, I, I've got the axe on and then while the axe are on they're now talking amongst themselves while the axe are on and that just that just me off because now you're being disrespectful particularly in a room as small as that where everyone's on top of each other you're not just being disrespectful to people on stage you're being disrespectful to the other people in the audience around you and yeah. you know what it's like it's a ripple effect if I'm sitting here and this table next to me are talking amongst themselves I'm getting the ump so now I'm not in a place where I'm 100% organically going to laugh yeah, that laugh's yeah. not going to organically fall out my face anymore and, and it's ruining my night right so now I've got to deal with them not, but again, like not in a. I, I don't go. I, I would never go out and attack them straight away. No. I would just reference the fact that you know you're you're talking amongst yourselves. What's so important that you can't wait? And then that, and then the geezer's like, well, just just don't talk to me. Just don't talk. No, it was swearing, wasn't it? It was like, what what? She put her hand up, and I was like, what's the matter? And she was like, why is it every other word you got to say is? And I was like, well, she said it a lot more than that as well. She actually <laughs> said it. I mean, not to say that I counted. But she definitely said it more than you said it in the entire evening. Yeah, of course. And as a precursor to this point of the story as well, it's worth noting that when I asked them where they met, they said they met in church. This is a table of Christians, yes. right? And I would never take the f*** out, despite my atheistic beliefs. I would never, I, I truly believe in whatever you want to do is fine for your day. And I would never, ever single people out for something like that in yeah. a comedy environment because you just don't do it again. A very old style of comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, I wish it was on f- camera this gig because I feel like oh, with all what they were throwing at me at this point I'd still been totally nice to them yeah. kept them the hero didn't victimise them um, and then she said this and said oh why is it everyone word you've got to say and I was like well you just said like eight times in one sentence I don't think you've really got the <laughs> you yeah. know the right to now call out people for swearing and then I took it into a bit of material about why I you swear did. the way I do Good and bit. left them alone again and then um and they started talking again or something and I went back to him and he was like, he started being rude and obnoxious and was yeah. like, you know, just don't, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. And I was like, do you know what? You can go now. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, the door's there, it's not Trump's America, if you want to leave, you can leave. And he was like, no, just do your thing. And I was like, do you know what? Actually, you've created an atmosphere. I think it's actually the best thing for the night and all the other people in the room if you just get up and you just go. Yeah. Just get up and so put your coat on and... 
And we were all in support of that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing, you know, because it's a, it's a, it's a risky strategy as a compare when you've got a heckler and you and you and you go it and you decide now it's time to attack rather than defend. Yeah. Then you need the rest of that room to to go along with you, mate. Or it's yeah, very yeah. very awkward. Had it at, the, at another gig of mine the other week. It wasn't no, nothing nasty, but there was a couple of uh, ladies that had had a few too many to drink in the front row and they were being very vocal. And I come back with you know a, a heckle put down essentially. Yeah. Um, and it was taking the piss out of them a little bit. Nothing up nasty. But the rest of the room didn't laugh at it, you know. So it's right. like when the rest of the room it like, suddenly becomes bullying because they feel awkward. It's not it's not necessarily funny, but it's because they feel a bit awkward about the situation. They don't want to see any confrontation happen, and and it's uh, yeah. So, but in Peggy Sue's in that environment, the whole room was behind it. And yeah, yeah. As they left, she chucked her drink over my leg. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah, she I tried mean, to chuck it at him, but uh, did, I don't know, didn't have the wrist strength or something and just sort of dropped it on the floor by his yeah, foot. Yeah, I mean, you'd think with all that <laughs> praying, there'd have been loads of wrist strength there, Well, that was your first know. response to him as well, wasn't it? it was, uh, That's not very Christian was, of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that holy water? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they left and then, like, the, the, and in fact, the rest of the night was, was actually better for it. You know, it was one of these environments. Absolutely. It, it was such a lovely gig after that. It really was. Yeah. And then a guy went and put 200 quid in the bucket at the end, yeah. which is mad. And then apparently regretted it the next day. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. But yeah, Bless so that's him. that story. Yeah. Nice. You still running gigs there? No, no. We, I was actually with them, uh, the guys that own it, Dave and Lorraine. Um, and, uh, uh, oh God, you're going to have to cut this out because I should totally remember his name, yeah. Paul. Paul, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul. Oh, I did that together, so it, it sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Just say Paul confidently. Paul. Yeah. And Paul. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to list them all again? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, and we were talking about we're doing something eventually again. Yeah. I think, like, you know, obviously the trouble with that place is, is that they've, they've got very well, long-established music nights that happen in there at the weekends, uh, which means that the only time that they've really got free is midweek. It's a lot harder to get people out on like a Wednesday yeah, night. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're, you're not really over the hump of the week yet, it's, it's a bit harder to get audiences yeah. in. So, uh, that is the hump of the week. Do you know what? Uh, I, I didn't know what hump day was for years. I assumed it was something to do with football. Because like, it's, <laughs> it's just something I heard people say and I, I didn't understand what the term was. So I just assumed it's football because that's how it generally works. If I don't understand the term that people use all the time probably football yeah yeah yeah. and uh yeah and eventually i looked at uh, looked it up <laughs> i looked it up online <laughs> i was like all right uh, middle of the week <laughs> nice. okay i imagine you got some pretty precarious internet results by typing the word hump down yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I searched it at work so that it would never come up on my computer <laughs> uh, nice god sorry yeah sorry. yeah so it's on a wednesday it's totally unprofessional but john oaks just messaged me telling me he's uh, on his way to the studio the other studio i've oh, got to right. go and do some other studio oh, bits yeah. yeah sorry mate uh what's uh, what's that thing over there i've been looking at it all day it, it's, it's like right. for the benefit of the thing it's yeah, like a mod i've just had to explain this to uh, john as well have you yeah yeah it's a money box a money box yeah but he knew he knew it was a money box but he just asked me about it I Thanks did wonder, yeah. So what you can... It's basically got like a little Chinese man figure on there. Uh, it's not Chinese, just a little man. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Problematic. Uh, yeah. Uh, but basically, he's got this little... Uh, it's got this little gun. Yeah. Pull that bit back. Uh, put the coin in front of it. And then you push his foot down. It releases the gun, shoots it 
Just a coin in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll struggle to save money as it is if I had to go through all that rigmarole just to get a quid in a pot. But, uh, yeah, no, it's really old. My mum my had one when she was younger. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's sort of like, I used to have one when I was a kid, like, obviously nowhere near as antique looking as that, but like it was a, just basically like a plastic coffin. And when you put I've the, got the same one. And then a, the a skeleton one. hand would pull it out and put it in there. <laughs> Did we all have that same... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone had it. I actually noticed in your room earlier... The, I've still got one. You've got uh, the, oh yeah, no, the, the, the Budweiser, Budweiser bottle. That I, I tried explaining this to uh, John yesterday, and he could not grasp. He was just like, "Yeah, it's just a big bottle." And I was like, "No, like the plastic the Budweiser bottle." I said bottles, there were loads yeah. of them, like they were around in the '90s, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, like the big glass bottle." And I'm no. like, "No, no, it's not glass." And he's like, "Do you remember the parking meter as well? Do you remember one of them? Yeah, the parking meter money box." I once, when I was a kid, and I must have been about eleven or twelve, used to we used to live in a cul-de-sac, and out around the back was these garages, like council garages, right. And um, we, uh, we, they were quite easy to open. Do you know what I mean? So we opened one of the empty ones and used to use it as a den. And uh, we'd set all our stuff up in there and got like a little old camping table. And I'd bought a dartboard that I'd had up in my loft and Incredible. put it up on the wall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I bought my parking meter money box to the garage. Right. Um, because we were going to use it to like as a tuck shop fund or whatever yeah. you know what I mean swear job um, <laughs> no, it was, yeah it's ridiculous yeah. you but don't have like, the money to like, have a swear job it's, no exactly it's a pa- I do not have the money <laughs> for that uh, this podcast would have cost me about a grand <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway so there was this kid that we'd, we'd fallen out with at the, around about that time so then we wouldn't let him play in our den right so his dad called the police and told him that he had seen kids nicking a parking meter and oh. taking it to the council again so like, that, when I say the police surrounded us I mean, they surrounded us. There was like four police cars in the thing. Didn't know what to... Ex- obviously, they didn't know what they were coming to. But they've opened the thing. There's just like two 12-year-olds playing darts. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Whilst we're here, obviously, you know, we're near wrapping up. But I just got to ask, what, what do you think of the tea? Now that it's... it's because I d- obviously I didn't taste it as early as you did, but I would say I mean, that that has mellowed out. It had, yeah. I mean, it added, yeah, it has mellowed out a bit, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, I, I really I'm like it. More of a coffee guy. <laughs> 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 I had this same conversation with Andy Story the other day because uh, we were recording and like we sort of were trying this tea and he's drunk it and he went, "Yeah, I really like coffee." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, pretty uh, obvious gag. Ross's phone's blowing up. Right it's now. good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so it's popular. People have started to realise that I'm on Side Dave's podcast. Yeah. Like, oh my god! It's give like me a shout. Going out live, they're calling in. Ash Frith's calling, saying, "Oh, keep me need to get on it." That was Ash Frith. Yeah. 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 Do you uh, do you need to go? Uh, I am gonna have to go in a minute. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. That's um, all right. Yeah. So yeah, we we plug the uh, plug the festival, yeah, festival a little bit. But let's recap. Like, where can everyone get tickets and the like? www.thesouthendfestival.co.uk all the shows are on there yeah. um, I mean 98.9 that's not proper maths but no. you know most of the shows are free to enter yes uh, but you can reserve a seat for five quid on, online and I'd highly recommend doing that for, for a lot of the shows because yeah, especially mine uh, especially yours after this podcast mate your ratings are going right. to be through the rizzo and then you've uh, got world globally famous TV superstar no Jordan Gray on next mate <laughs> There was not an element of sarcasm in my voice. Um, <laughs> it's in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, thanks for that. 14th of June to the 15th of July, 2019. What's on the 14th? 
Fourteenth. Uh, there's we didn't really bother booking any of the big acts for the. the no, I'm joking. It's your only one on the fifteenth, isn't it? Fourteenth. <coughs> The first day of the festival, there's um, a launch thing happening. Oh, okay. Um, and other stuff that's not comedy related. Oh, um, okay. I'm very into Oh, so I'm the first comedy... You are the first comedy show, thing happening. The first full well, show. Well, you're going to look into doing a, a, a launch There gig. is going to be a launch gig yeah. um, before you go on. So yeah. you'll be the first so Edinburgh what, preview. Like five, half five, five? About that, yeah, about yeah. five. Five o'clock at the Alex. And yeah. it's five quid to reserve your seat. Yeah. Um, also, make sure you check out Comedians Tea Party podcast live recording, uh, and then on the same day as that, you've the got seventh the seventh of July. Seventh of July, yeah. you've got the comedians comedian podcast with Jade Adams and Stu Goldsmith. Uh, and I should point out that for that live recording, if everything pans out, I've got a very very good guest uh, lined up for that recording. Thanks, mate. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know who it is. Oh, I do know who it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If, so it, if it pans out. If it so, pans out. Touch wood. And is that a clue? Pans out. Am I right? No, no, it's not. No. I just want it thrown off the scent, mate. Yeah, no, it's very good. Yeah, it might, might be a clue. It's not a clue. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what's happening, mate. What's there, going is there on? Anything else you need to plug? Uh, I don't think so. Little Smash Comedy every Sunday night at the Alex in yeah. South End. We've um, got uh, coming back to the Garrison in. The, is it still yeah, called? It's called the Old Garrison uh, at Shoebury uh, in Shoebury Ness, which used to be Captain Mannerings. We've got a monthly comedy night starting down there on the 23rd of June featuring Bobby Mayer. Bobby Mayer. Uh, James Beattie as well is on that gig. Great. Um, oh, I've got to get him on this at some point. You should definitely get him on when it. it whenever he's not in Thailand. Yeah, he's, <laughs> or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it's normally Thailand. What else? The Squeeze in Leon C yeah. as well. That's my other uh, Pay What You Like comedy night. That's on the last Thursday of every month. We've got some good acts lined up for that as well. Yeah. Um, ultimately, just support live comedy in all its shapes and forms. Absolutely, especially in Southend. Don't forget Balls Out Comedy as well, which... Uh, Stevie Ray runs. Yeah, um, Stevie that's, Ray. Yeah. That's Sorry, I hadn't forgotten his name. Tomorrow just, night, I think. Thursday? I've got. That's got to be said. That is a lovely gig, that is. You're that doing is it in July? My... Oh, I'm doing it in July one of my favourite ones to, it's, to play that it's is. great it's lovely because it's, it's great like it always sells it out but like there's not so much pressure in there that you can't try out sort of not new stuff but sort yeah. of you know like semi-polished new stuff yeah 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 uh, it's just a beautiful room for it, it and that is the room that I've had most people come up to me in the street afterwards and say I saw you doing comedy there <laughs> yeah 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 it's, uh, it's happened like three times yeah, people nice. just come up to me and they're just like are you a comedian yeah it does yeah I've, yeah, I, 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 yeah thinking about it I've probably had a couple of people yeah, from yeah. theatre goers mate they're friendly yeah right they really are I'm going to have to go mate. yeah sorry well, thanks very much for coming on I need to urinate after drinking both of those teas and a coffee in the car yes I also <laughs> need to urinate but we'll do it at separate times <laughs> don't cross the streams yes uh, what well, a f- f- way to end mate what's yeah, happened yeah I keep trying to I keep trying to end it nicer but you keep there was a great curtains down moment earlier yeah. when I said I like coffee. Just cut it there yeah. and then put, paste the plug, plugs in in the advert or something. I don't, I, I don't cut out as much as you think I do. Because you're like, what is it, four hour show? on Four hour show, yeah. it's whittled down to 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah whittled down to 30 minutes. This has, rec- we've recorded for an hour and seven minutes and uh, this will be about an you're hour You're never going to get minutes. that time back out there. Yeah. Never. That's gone forever, that is. It's a good journey. It's a good journey time. (laughs) Good length of... uh, of (laughs) On your deathbed, you're going to be remembering this hour and thinking, I could have had a bungee jump or something. (laughs) Right, anyway. (laughs) This could have been what killed you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks uh, for having me.
I'll, I'll see you all soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Ross McGrain. What uh, another great podcast. Re- really good fun. I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, now, as I stated on the last podcast, the reason that I'm rushing a second one out this week is because obviously we talk about the Southend Festival, which is starting tomorrow, which is uh, tomorrow, Friday, the 14th of June. So obviously, you know, it's a great, great time to bring it out. I just wanted to bring it out in time so that people might hear it and go, oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, and especially because um, I am doing my show, Size Matters, at the Alex on Saturday, the 15th of June 2019. In case you listen to this in the future, you have missed out. But you can you can pre-order your ticket for that on uh, it's at 6 p.m by the way on a saturday so you've got plenty of time to go out afterwards and uh, and go wild on the town but 6 p.m on saturday you can uh, reserve it's it's free entry so it's, it's pay what you want you can pay whatever you want whatever you think it was worth uh, so like you know 50 60 quid that's fine but you can so you don't have to you don't have to buy a ticket but you can reserve a ticket for uh five pounds online just to sort of ensure that you get a seat because otherwise you might be disappointed if uh if we sell out so um just go to www.thesouthendfestival.co.uk and um mine is the show on the top of the comedy page um because it's the first one i'm launching the festival so come and see it it's going to be spectacular um <laughs> is it i hope so oh, there's a lot to put myself up too much um no, come and see it. It's going to be really good fun. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you enjoyed me. I hope you enjoy me on Saturday when you come and watch me because you are going to. Now, don't forget, if you want to follow Russ on sort of any of the uh, on the social medias, you can follow him on Instagram at the Russ McGrain, uh, on Twitter at Russ McGrain, um, on Facebook. There's a he has got his own page. Just search Russ McGrain, you'll find him. Um, there's also a page for. Um, Russ and John, uh, like the, for their radio show, so they got a podcast of the radio show, um, and that is just facebook.com forward slash uh, Russ and John. And I think they're on Twitter as Russ and John Pod, maybe I don't know. Again, you'll find them just just search Russ McGrain. This is a wonder of the internet. Uh, you can also check out his website at www.rossmcgrain.co.uk. Um, you'll work it out, I'm sure you can all operate the internet. Uh, I believe in you. Uh, but please don't forget to uh, drop us a five-star review because that really helps us out uh, for being seen. Don't forget to subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Give us a little share if you can and a plug wherever you can. That would be absolutely amazing. I really appreciate that. Uh, additionally, I have got listeners in America, Australia, Canada, Poland, uh, and and many in England. Um if if I've missed anywhere off the list, tell me where you're listening from. I'm really... Oh, that's, it's brilliant. I love that it's getting around the world. That's incredible. Uh, that's, that's really cool. So, I, you know, I, I, I hope it translates well, and I apologise if I speak too fast. Let, let me know if you enjoy it. It's just, I mean, you can get in touch. Uh, you got, you know, you can either leave a, a sort of a, a review or whatever, and let me know what you think, or uh, just send me... Uh, you can get, get me on Instagram. It's at TeaPartyPod, so that's the letter T Party Pod. Uh, the same for Twitter, at TeaPartyPod. Send me an email. It's uh, TeaPartyPod at gmail.com. And on Facebook... You could just search the comedian's tea party. I think it's forward slash uh, facebook.com forward slash 
Tea Party Pod, but I'm not certain of that. Um, <laughs> I should be. I set it up myself, but there we go. And obviously, you can find me uh, just at Side Eves on everything. Just Side Eves. You can search at S I D A V E S. Side Eves. Cool. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekends, and uh, hopefully, I see you in Southend, my hometown, doing my hometown show before I start touring it, uh, possibly. Uh, later in the year slash early next year maybe slash before i record it cool thanks very much i love you bye